Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome yes, to three of Block to Block Podcast, the number one podcast in the world for all things Web3. Here we break down the technology, what's going on in the market, and how can you benefit from it all. I am the Manatic Mamadou. And I am the dynamic Derek here for episode Trey. Let's do it. The talk is different. The talk is different. That's the only way for the talk to be. If your talk is not different, we don't want to hear it. Mm-hmm. That's a fact, man. Yes, sir. Hey, how, how are things in your world, though, before we like kick things off at the Oh, end? man. We, we ain't got to talk about my world, man. I They they over here, they they got me, uh, they, they pulling wisdom teeth and all type of things, man. So I, I don't even want to talk about my world, man. What, what's going on? What's, what's new in your world, though? What's, what, what's new in the... the magnetic mamadou world shoot everything is pulling me bro everything is pulling my way uh tomorrow i'm gonna go to new york for my bay too yeah you know like little 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 do they do they know little is he telling y'all they go to new york like every other week now i'm saying big big spender big money dude you know what i'm saying you you know how my boy is you know how my boy is yeah come on now come on now (laughs) shoot i'm very i'm big frugal dude but um no we're about to go to you know next like starting this weekend is like the start of new york fashion week okay ify and i ify's my lady for y'all who don't know we're gonna go shout out ify shout out bay shout out bay yeah 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 actually birthday buddies he was born a day before her fun fact so if y'all ever wondering yes i am the older Birthday buddy, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. About like a day. That's all that matter. I am her elder. That's all that matter. <laughs> she finna fight you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I shall be treated as such. Okay. Yes, uh, but um, yeah. New York Fashion Week is finna be a vibe, man. Like we're going. Actually, the EYO folk or Earn Your Leisure, they're gonna have like a show that we're gonna go to that we okay. already for us. So. It's going to be a vibe, man. I'm looking forward to it. Never thought I would be going to New York Fashion Week, so. Yeah, yeah. In the morning. She's going to get hey, her date in the morning, so we lit. Oh, dang. Yeah, I, for, I forgot y'all Y'all getting out there in New York tomorrow, man. Hey, look. It's okay, man. It's okay, man. It, if you got a drip on purpose, I don't think nobody will blame you. You know what I'm saying? Just, just uh-huh. go ahead. Don't hurt them too much. And, and do what you got to do. Do what you gotta do. Most definitely, most definitely. Any f- weekend plans for you? Man, I gotta go back to the doctor and get the rest of my my half a wisdom tooth that's in my mouth out. So I'm gonna be on the couch, man. Definitely gonna be watching the, the Saints Falcons game. Who that? You know we rocking over here on this side. Uh who that nation? Shout out to New Orleans. Um yeah, man. Other than that, I'm I'm chilling. I'm I'm inside, man. I'm inside. We it was a real outside summer, so I am inside. I'm I'm getting ready for fall. Mm. Yes, I'm so. outside still, so <laughs> you see, I got on the sweater and everything, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to force it. Well, bet, man. Let's, well, let's get started, man. Let's get started. Let's they're get probably they're probably tired of hearing about our, our exciting lives. <laughs> For sure, for sure. Oh, man, man. But yeah, we actually got a bit of breaking news today. 
Oh, what we got? Yeah. So the White what House, we got? <laughs> the White House man, they actually released a report talking about the impact of crypto mining on climate change, and really what they what they concluded is that all crypto assets, so thinking like the blockchain networks, your crypto. Mm-hmm. Your NFTs, the whole kit and caboodle, all okay. of that is having a negative impact on the climate. And really, what they're looking to do is see if they can like make policies and really work with state and different crypto asset stakeholders, if you will, mm-hmm. to really like come up with policies to really combat like climate change. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So the, the the government is is starting to to get involved when it comes to to the mining, right? When it comes to like Bitcoin and uh for now, shoot, even even Ethereum for like the the next couple of weeks, you know, anybody Facts. that's using that proof of work. Facts. Sound like that's that's going downhill. Yeah, facts. So what happened was so back in March, President US President Joe Biden um issued a issued an order for like the state to really investigate exactly what is all, what is this web three world and how is it impacting their climate change initiatives? Right. Mm. But they found, it's funny you mentioned Bitcoin and Ethereum because they were like the biggest two offenders. Right. Right. So before we get into all that, let me just define crypto mining. So crypto mining is just a process where nodes, right. Remember last week, as we said, a node is just a computer that does processing on the blockchain network. Yeah, so crypto mining is just a process when these nodes are solving these complicated mathematical equations so they can win the right to validate a block or validate a transaction on the blockchain. And mm-hmm. in return, if you're a miner, like whoever wins that right to do the mining, they receive cryptocurrency in return. So people yeah. who may have first heard about Bitcoin heard about like bitcoin miners these are individuals who have their nodes or their computers that are doing these huge equations and they're winning bitcoin in return but the thing is that has really called proof of work and it has a huge huge impact on electricity so how how come how how come is that how, how is that impacting electricity like what is it with uh you know that proof of work you know how is it that it's using all of that energy? I think I think that's that's what the, the people want to know. That that's the question that that I would have. You know, what I'm saying that question I have. Yeah. So one like just those mathematical equations. Not to get super super techy or nerdy with it, but what you're doing is you're solving like these hash algorithms. And hashing is similar to encryption, but it's like a layer more secure, where you will encode some data. And you can't like reverse that in enc- that, that encryption, right? So you have to like find matches on that hash, and it just gets every time you validate a block on the blockchain, like it gets more complicated and more complicated. It takes more time, more resources, yeah. more energy. Yeah. And Bitcoin and Ethereum are the two blockchains that got named the most in this U.S. report. So, just to like give some stats about like the energy usage. As of August of last month, the global electricity usage for all crypto assets, once again, like blockchain networks, cryptocurrency, NFTs, everything, the global usage is between 120 and 240 billion kilowatt hours per year. 
That is more energy ah. usage, bro. That is more energy usage than some countries. That is more energy. Wow. That is more wow. energy is used up by Argentina and Australia. Bro, whole countries. Whole you you telling me that this technology is using more power than the whole countries? Facts. Like Ireland, Australia, Argentina, these like proof of work. <laughs> Man, I was about to say, and, and it's doing alphabetical order. We're gonna start with Australia, we're gonna do Argentina, we're gonna start in the A's first. Like that's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's crazy. And as you can imagine, that is problematic, right? Because it, it puts a huge strain on like electrical power grids, it's having mm. like a negative carbon output, all of that. And now just to like give some more data, right? So as we know, both Bitcoin and Ethereum are the biggest within this space, right? They have like the biggest market cap when it comes to like cryptocurrency. Yeah. Like both of them combined have more than 60% of the total market, right? Yep. Yep. Of all of this global energy input, like this billions of kilowatts, mm -hmm. Bitcoin is using up anywhere between 60% to 77%. Just off Bitcoin alone. Wow. Because wow. remember, Bitcoin's the biggest. Of the, the entire market. Yeah, Bitcoin's the biggest crypto in the entire market. It's Man. like, it's the innovator, the originator. Right, right. right. So, so, so my, my question is, what is, you know, what, what's the government saying? Did, did they say anything in a report like, you know, this is what we're thinking, you know, in, in terms of direction, did they, did they have anything in that article um, or yeah. in that report, if you will, um, about the direction, just, you know, what is, what's the, the feel, the sentiment from the government? The sentiment, man, is they're just trying to find out more, right? Because as we know here in the U.S., let's be real, the government's not the best when it comes to making laws and having policies to regulate the technology uh, space. Yeah. And and for good reason, too, right? Technology as a whole, as we know, is very fast-paced. It's very innovative. Things change every single day. Yeah. Whereas the lawmaking process is a very long, drawn-out, slow process, right? Yeah. Like, just for, like, a bit of background for the folk, like, I got my Master of International Development at, like, a public policy school in the University of Pittsburgh. And one of the classes was, like, policy, eval policy evaluation, they detail like, hey, it takes a lot of time, a lot of research. Remember, this research, like this report just got launched this month, right? Mm. Like Biden, President Biden ordered this research to undergo back in March. So we're talking about like a six-month span, five to six-month span, right? Right. And, and that's, so that's that was pretty much just the research, what's going on right now. That's not yes. even researching what they should do next. Exactly. The next steps really for the government is to really try to work with states, work with lawmakers, work with the key stakeholders in the crypto assets to really understand what's going on and how they can like really work for this. Now, over the months, there have been like speculation of maybe the government will just outright outban proof of work protocols or like the mining protocol, right? Mm. I'll yeah. just say this. If that happens, that would have a huge impact on the space. Man, man, big time, big time. Yeah. I mean, whew, 
I ain't gonna lie, man. That that uh, you know that Bitcoin price might, because at that point, it you, I mean, you can there 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 is a mining that that could happen in other countries, but man, that's uh, that's that's huge, and that's, that's a good huge. point. I'm glad you brought that up about the other countries. Because yes. going back to Ethereum, right? And yes. before I say this, guys, I do love Ethereum. I think Ethereum is very dope. However, it's not decentralized. So going back to Ethereum, Uh-oh. do you Uh-oh. know that? Here we go. <laughs> so Ethereum right now is on a proof-of-work protocol, right? And that's all the mining. They're trying to move over to the merge to a proof-of-stake protocol. Yep. Supposedly on September 15th. If that goes well, they don't have to worry about this. However, in the past, they have not done the merge, right? So if that continues this time, if the U.S. government comes up with policies saying all mining activities are banned, you can't have any nodes doing that, do you realize that the U.S. has 44% or 44.29% to be specific of all Ethereum nodes? In the country, hey man, it sounds like the 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 Web three world is about to get spicy. The the crypto world is about to get spicy. And and peep this right. Remember yep. last week we talked about how Hessner, right? Yeah, we, we talked about Hessner. Yep, Hessner has sixteen percent of the nodes, and they may kick off may kick off Ethereum. Right, but when Hessner and and. This is where I'm interested, right? And, and this is, you know, what what I'll be tracking over, you know, the, the the next few months, next few years, is, you know, they they've told us the reason they're going to proof of stake is is because it's more environmentally friendly, is more energy efficient, right? But why is Hetzner saying it doesn't want proof of stake on their hosting, right? That there, there there has to be something to it. So it's like, um, you know, is this is this a domino effect of not only is this proof of work going to be banned, but, you know, maybe the, the proof of stake is not as efficient as we think? Well, to, I mean, well, to answer your question, though, right? So I have the numbers right here. Give me a second, my brother, in terms okay. of the impact of proof of stake. Of all right, so of that huge figure of anywhere from 120 to 240 billion kilowatts, all the proof of stake processing, right, uh-huh. makes up less than 0.001% of the global energy usage of crypto assets. Okay, so basically, it barely even makes it's not even a percent of all that activity. That's that's essentially all mining, bro. Yeah, right. Going back right. to episode one. When you talked about how when Ethereum moves to a proof of stake protocol, their energy efficiency is going to go up by like 99 point something percent. It's true because it is a lot more energy efficient and it's very, it has less of a strain on the environment. But overall, man, this yeah. is an interesting time. Like I said, Ethereum is not decentralized. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. It is what it is. And they definitely need to go to this proof of stake. The merge has to happen because if laws come out saying that mining is illegal or is banned in the U.S., Ethereum, once again, is in a vulnerable position. Now, funny enough, going back to how last episode we said how Morgan Stanley said that Bitcoin is way more decentralized, the U.S. only has 14% of Bitcoin nodes. 
So big distinction. So if they was to make that same policy and Bitcoin, you know, it's proof of work protocol, it won't be as big of an impact. So, yeah, you know, I, I'll say this too. Um, you know, as, as I'm thinking about this, right. I think another big distinction is that Ethereum also has, uh, uh, you know, a, a guy who is, you know, the, the head of, that blockchain, right? They they have a representative for Ethereum. Like he can uh, he can go and and vouch and and go and and you know uh, there's you know the Ethereum Foundation. They can hire lobbyists to help work mm-hmm. with those. Um, you know they got the call. Oh yeah, oh, we definitely got that call. So off rip, off rip. But we ain't got that with Bitcoin. We, we don't, don't have that with Bitcoin. We don't even know if um homeboy, what's his name? Shout out Toshi, if he's like a person or if he's like an entity. There's all these conspiracy theories. Yeah. We don't know who to contact. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. That's the that's the biggest thing. I mean, I've I've heard you know little rumblings here and there, but we really, we really don't know. We don't know, you know, what's up, what's down with Bitcoin, but with Ethereum, it's completely different. Um, and I, I feel like that's by design. You know, it was designed yeah. to be, um, you know, this blockchain uh, to to transform how we um, transact and, and interact with each other, right? Uh, you know, it being that it was made for for DApps, for decentralized applications. So, I mean, for me, um, it... It's it's looking a bit grim for for that for for Bitcoin, and I, I'll leave it at that. Mm. I'll look, okay. I'll leave it at that. The only thing I want to say on this topic though is okay. There's this report we're hearing electricity usage and environment, blah blah blah. Why do we care? A couple of reasons, right? So one, climate change has Israel, and it has a huge impact on the lives of people. And the economy as a whole, right? Yeah. So we see things such as extreme temperatures, um, droughts that cause like damages to crops, which causes food shortages. We're seeing things such as infrastructure damages, etc. Right? Yeah. Just if you here in the U.S. alone, just in the U.S. last year, the cost of climate disasters cost us 145 billion. Let that sink in. Climate disasters cost $145 billion. Just in the U.S. alone, right? Just and, in the U.S. alone. Okay. And it's estimated that if we don't really check this, our GDP is going to drop by 3%. And annual, annual federal revenue will drop by 7% by the end of the century. And it's even deeper than that than just the U.S. It's like, deeper than that? It's deeper than that, bro. Because what happens with climate change is it's unfortunate, but it has a disproportionate impact on underserved communities Mm. who aren't even destroying the climate with high and high CO2 outputs or high emission outputs are the most negatively impacted. So we're talking about like developing countries, countries such as places in Africa, Latin America, South Asia. The countries that aren't even responsible for the majority of this output, because it's the U.S. and China, yeah. but 
those countries are facing the brunt of the impact. And here in the U.S., like underserved communities tend to be communities of color, right? This so as we love what's going on in Web3 and like blockchain and how there's this rhetoric around like, hey, we can get economic empowerment, economic freedom, which yeah. I do believe is true. We have to be cognizant of which blockchains we are using, what's the impact on the environment. And really, that's one of the things you should look at when it comes to choosing the project and the chain you want to work with. Yeah. That's my segment on the climate, though. I I love it. I love it. I think that was a uh, man. Great, great, great conversation. Just around what's what's going on in, in the market, what's going on with the government. I think um, that can be missed at times, man. I think right now it's uh, you know a lot of people are just talking about about the market, talking about NFTs, talking about you know um, if anything, just spooking people just around like oh it's a scam. And third, I mean the government is literally researching this and, and investigating this. So obviously it's, it's, you know, there's something to it. Um, so, um, you know, great segment, great takeaways. I love it. I love it. Absolutely. So for sure, man. So, uh, you know, I think next what we want to get into is just on my end, what I what I want to bring to the, the podcast is continuing the, the conversation. We've we've had some some great episodes the, the past couple uh, weeks um, about licensing and uh, copyright and just really trying to, to understand where is the NFT market right now when it comes to copyright and licensing, right? And the, the past couple of weeks we talked about it. It is on the struggle bus. Mm -hmm. struggle bus right i mean you know people are saying you 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 know you can get certain copyrights and then they're reneging on on those promises um we're seeing uh deals being dropped we're seeing all types of things uh well of course as a16z does um they they're they're trying to be the the leaders in this this copyright uh, discussion copyright situation um, and, and they're coming out with something they're calling the can't be evil licenses man before we get into that who's az16 and why are they important a16z is adreesen horowitz uh vc firm they're important because man they are the big money movers when it comes to uh entrepreneurship business venture capital um, they're they're basically going to pave the way. Um, they the the gold road, right? The, the the El Dorado. They they're pay, they're basically the ones that have the gold that's going to pave right. that road, so to speak, to this this Web three world. Um, or or one of the firms. I don't want to say they're the main ones, but um, they're going to contribute to it. Yeah, yeah. So so you know, and and they've been known to to make uh you know great deals the the founders are great businessmen themselves um so you know what they say and what they do that holds weight right you know people are going to pay attention um obviously they're they're not going to put out any foo-foo you know they're not going to put out anything that's that's um you know not sound mm -hmm. 
Um, and so they they see the the holes that's, that's that exists when it comes to NFT. So they release uh, the can't be evil licenses, which is basically based off of created uh, Creative Commons copyright framework. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's a simple but legally sound framework for setting the rights of NFT holders. Um, and of course, you know, they I think, you know, in good spirit to, to the Web3 world, they've left it open to modifications by individual projects, right? It's not saying like, this is what has to be. Um, it's giving something for people to work off of. Um, so they've created six categories, right? I'm, I'm gonna go through it, um, you know, just just to give you all this information, just so you, you know, you can kind of think about um, where we're at when it comes to the licensing, right? And, and, and licenses and, and how that may be able uh, to be used for your NFT project, or if you're scouting an NFT project, understanding what they're saying when they're giving you these options, right? Because of course, right. the, the fine print is not always as easy to read as it should be or as uh, apparent. Um, so we'll start with the most expansive, which is similar to CC0, which we talked about last week. So if you didn't catch last week's episode, Go check it out. It was a good one. Um, but it's the most expansive, right? Um, I'm calling it, I'm, I'm coining it CBE0, right? So um, basically, uh, anybody is, is able to use that, that NFT's likeness to, to create, you know, different variations. They can uh, use it commercially. Like, it's pretty much, it's free to use, Right. Then we start to move into more of the, the licensing area. Um, so we start with the exclusive commercial rights, right? The, the buyer of the NFT has exclusive rights to use the art as they see fit. Um, so basically you have, you know, in essence, taking that right away from the creator and now they hold that right. We have a non-exclusive commercial right. Um, so it's similar to the, the previous one, right? The buyer has some right. Uh, to use the art, um, but the creator retains the right to use it as well, right? They they have uh, like equal ownership type. Exactly, exactly. That's that's the non-exclusive commercial right, mm-hmm. right? So um, it, it's kind of like they have a joint yeah. right of of that. Um, from there, there's the non-exclusive no hate speech license right so you can use the 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 nft as you see fit as long as it's not used uh within you know some type of campaign that promotes hate speech um that would that would automatically in a sense uh revoke your your copyright as the holder right so you would lose that right um to to use it um or not necessarily as the holder but um as the holder or the user, you would lose the right to, to use that. Um, then there's the per- personal use. So you can only copy and display that art if you're not using it, using it commercially. So if you're using it just personal, you want to have it on your wall, you know, in your house or, you know, um, you know, this makes me think about uh, PFPs, profile pictures, like, use it for your profile picture that's that's totally fine you're not using it to benefit from Mm -hmm. um and then 
personal use and you know personal use no hate speech again right. going back to your rights can be revoked if you're using it for hate speech right. um, which I, I i think i think that's that's kind of cool they're like hey we we go we gonna make sure we we put some in here uh, uh for the fellas that, that like to get a little frisky you know what i'm saying yeah like, slow your roll slow your roll so so those are the licenses um you know, it, I feel like they're, they're pretty simple. And I, I think, um, and, and I'll talk a little bit more about it, but I think a, a good thing about it is, again, it's a framework. It's not, you know, them saying this is what companies need to employ. Like, no, this is just something for, you know, NFT project creators. This is a, a framework for you to use to give you some idea of how you should go about uh, the, this copyright issue. Right. Um, you know, an, another thing that it brings uh, some some enlightenment around is sub-licensing as well, right? With mm. Web3, it's not just about the relationship between the creator and the buyer, right? It, it's now creating these new avenues of like, okay, I need to understand how this is going to affect other uh, you know, other relationships that come from this NFT. Um, right. So, you know, the the subcontract, right, in, in terms of, um, right, you have this license agreement with, let's say, Sonic to, to use your NFT. Um, if the NFT is sold to a new buyer, that contract will be terminated, right? That that's the the framework that they're putting around it, is that it, if that transfer happens, that contract should be terminated, um, and that's so the the buyer doesn't get hemmed up with you know a, a previous deal that's happened, right? So they they're thinking about it in a protective way, um, and then also you know. You can only receive these rights if that NFT is sold legally, right? Like, like we want to see le legitimate NFTs uh, reaping the benefits of this this Web three technology, right? And so, you know, again, it, it these can't be evil licenses. It, it puts a framework around NFT ownership and licensing. But I mean, there's still so much to be learned about how it works in real life. Right. I mean, uh, when, when it comes to NFTs, there's just a lot we don't know. Um, for instance, right, if the NFT is in a copyright deal and it's transferred to a new owner, if it's set up to where that deal is, is automatically terminated, what if the, the new owner wants to keep that deal? Like that's part of the reason why they want to own that NFT. What if it's part of the reason why the price of that entity is that price? Mm -hmm. The price is the price. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if? Um, so, you know, what does it mean for, for those deals? And what does it mean for how that's constructed? If if you're a lawyer, you know, listening to this podcast, this is where you come in. Right? If, you, if you're thinking about how you need to be uh, interacting with Web3, this is it. You know, you need to be thinking about how does this new technology affect 
the 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 legal you know what's the legal ramifications of right. this new world that's being created yeah and you know a, another thing is how does the court handle that situation what does what does the 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 judge decide how how do they um you know process the you know these transactions and in these situations and disputes we really don't know at this point so there's a lot of things that um, that that is still up in the air. I think, you know, the the takeaway from this is A16Z is, um, you know, they've seen a, a hole within the industry. They they see coming down the line. Okay, this is going to be something that may be a problem. So let's let's try to let's try to be ahead of the curve, right? Yes. Similar, if you know, if you was, it's similar to what we're seeing right now with Ethereum saying, "Hey, we're going to go to uh, proof of stake," right. and then within that same month, the White House is releasing, "Hey, we we about to we about to ditch proof of work." That's that's about to be out there. Mm-hmm. It's a it's it's a similar vein of, "Hey, this is a this is a big issue. This is something that can can." And I, I don't. I don't want to, you know, be too much on, you know, scary, scary time. But it could be something that can can crash in, in the the industry and and get those those lawmakers to say, hey, shut it down, shut it down. Um, right. But you know, on the, on the other hand, I, I'll say this too. There is again, um, we talked about this in last week's episode. There is so much room to experiment, man. There is so much room. I think, um, you know, the, the framework gives an even better uh, idea of how to experiment, right? Like, I mean, it's giving you it's giving you plays right here. Uh, so definitely look into the can't be evil licenses. Um, you know, think about those projects that that you're uh, if you're a buyer, the projects that you're looking at. Take some time to, to to compare what they're they're saying will be uh, offered in terms of the NFT versus you know what's the the options that uh, A16Z has laid out and and see where that project lines up within the the industry. Um, so yeah, that that's that's what I have to say and, and continue with that conversation on copyright and licenses. We're we're seeing some some things starting to 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 form and mold. Uh, we'll we'll see how it shakes up. We'll see how it shakes up. Yeah, what's what's dope about that story is it's just further validation, right? That this is real and this will get further adoption to the country, right? Because yeah. a lot of people are putting off blockchain, they're putting off in NFTs, they're putting off crypto, they're putting out DAOs, they're saying, man, all of that is foo-foo, it's not gonna last, it has yeah. interest. If the U.S. government, large venture capital firms, yeah, major corporations are free, are like, are they're spending all of this money, yeah, especially government spending your taxpaying dollars, right? Yeah, yep. spending all of this money, research my money, my money, bro, spending my money, researching the technology, researching the impact, seeing ways in which they can incorporate it. Like Anderson Horowitz, they're over here like, yo, we're going to put out this framework not only to solve a need, but for future companies that are going to be in our portfolio, hey, this is a framework you should probably do in order to be successful in your endeavor so we can get our bread. Because that's what what the VCs care about. 
All of this validation that this is a space that you have to pay attention to. Also, how fast moving it is as well, right? Because last week, you did a whole segment talking about like how there's reports saying like these NFT projects aren't handling copyright in the appropriate manner. And now the very next week, this news comes out of frameworks in which you all can use to restrict your projects. We cannot expect the government to keep up with this pace. They Absolutely. they barely they barely could keep up with their lunch. There ain't no way in the world they're gonna be able to keep up with this this innovation. It, it's too fast moving. It's too fast moving, and you know, and what you were saying about like the lawmakers too, like you know, also let's we gotta be paying it very close attention, right? Because this is gonna be the time in which legal battles happen, and that's yep. the legal precedent for how this space is handled. Yeah. But man, like that was great, man. That was great, and it's it's dope because the next segment I have really speaks to how one one week things may look bleak, but the next week things pop off. Okay. And I want to talk okay. about Utes. Utes, there it is, man. Utes, there it is. Utes, there. But um, you know what, what happened with Utes? I. I heard, I heard they was dropping them, them bags on for for youths, man. I need that. Youths, owner. I, I don't know who who the created the project, but if you see this, you know what I'm saying. Holla, holla at a brother. Let me let me hold a song. Right. Hold and song. Youth, there it is. That that costs some money. Yeah, that costs some. Y'all can't use that. We Mm-mm. copyrighting that right now. Be an NFT trademark. Actually, yo, we. You know, I'm gonna tell you afterwards. All but, right, um, all right, don't, don't don't give them all our secrets. Now all the game. You get nah. enough game already. Yeah, so, get a little something. Get a little something, something. A little something, something. Listen, so, something. So Utes is a Solana NFT project that went off this past Monday. Mm. So Dust Labs is like the startup that, that uh created Utes. And Utes is just a project as is a new collection that had over six million in sales this past Monday. And it's still growing. On a Monday? On a Monday, man. Thank God it's Monday. Man. Mm. So, and what's dope about it is, it's, it's such a deep story, but they are right now the most lucrative, the most successful NFT collection project on the Solana network as of this moment. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So just to give a little bit of history, right? Because you want to heard of Dust Labs, right? So Dust Labs is the is the business entity that created Utes, and Dust Labs in this same span of time was able to receive seven million dollars in funding and in investment funds. Wow, man! And some of the and they didn't just get money from relinking them. No, they. I mean, we didn't give them no money. But But they were able to get funds from major players within the space. First, FTX Ventures. Now, Mm. FTX is a cryptocurrency exchange similar to Coinbase. And they, as of of January of this year, launched a $2 billion Web3 venture capital fund. Two bill, man. Man. What so they, they, what's better than one billion? Two. 
Who <laughs> home, home told y'all what it was? Home Man. told y'all what it was. Oh, it's not just them though. Solana Ventures also is back in this investment. Then okay. we have Metaplex, which is the Solana NFT protocol maker. Okay. We also have Magic Eden, which is the top NFT marketplace on the Solana network. Yep. Then we have Foundation Capital and Jump. <laughs> they jumped in on this bag, man. Like seven million. Man, we need to know what Utes is doing. I, I, I need to see what that means now, man. I'm not I mean, even trying to get Huh? I'm gonna break it down because it gets. Look, hey, I, I need to listen. Let let the people know, man. Spit some game for the people, man. All right, Ben. All right, Ben. So. Before there was Death Labs, there was this NFT collection called D Gods, right? Okay. It was a NFT collection that prized themselves on being original art that is not a derivative of Bore Ape Yacht Club. Mm. So meaning that they're their own stuff, they didn't remix Bored Apes because let's be real, because Bored Apes is the most famous, the most popular, the most successful NFT yeah. collection, many NFT collections literally just try to copy their format. Like right. Style, some of them use apes as well. Like it was just a whole bunch of remixing. But the gods proud of themselves on being original. So okay. they what was what happened was that NFT collection had so much success that they spun off and made a business called Dust Dust Labs. Okay. And Dust Labs, they're really responsible for powering the technology behind everything, right? Like having the website in which you can like mint the Utes NFTs, all this technology. They also made their own utility token, their own crypto called Dust. And you need to use Dust in order to mint the Utes NFTs. Ah, smart. You see, man. So just smart. to break, just to break it down, man. They were able to successfully make their own NFT project at first with the gods because yep. originality. They didn't try to copy and paste everything. They focused on being unique and true to themselves. Yep. From all that success with that community, they were able to launch the business entity. And that business entity worked on empowering all the technology, getting the ecosystem together. Mm. So now you have to use their cryptocurrency in order to mint this newest NFT collection, which is now the top one of the Solana blockchain. Wow. Wow. And, it, and it's giving them the, the, the investment as well that they need to, to grow and they that. Bag. And they got the bag. Man, man. Not just Joe Smo, but major players. Major players. Major players. And I, I'm, I'm hearing a couple things, right? I mean, the one is the originality. Right, like you don't have to copy what somebody else does to be successful. Matter of fact, if you do your own thing nine times, well, I ain't gonna say nine times out of ten, but you do your own thing, you know, with the the right people around that that understand what's going on in the market, you can you can really build something Absolutely. that can you know um, can compete. You know, saying if not, you know, have a chance to to overrun, or you can create your own lane, if you will. And then also, it, it sounds like they understood tokenomics, right? They they understood how to 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 play the the crypto Web three NFT game, right. and not just saying that they're gonna you know launch a coin just because they you know 
have had success with the project, but even more so, there is a specific reason why you need to acquire this coin, baking that into their operations. Exactly. Um, that ecosystem. Exactly. 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 Making it a, a you know, a, an intentional, just being intentional. That's, that's what I'm hearing. Intentionality in how they set up uh, their, their ecosystem in, in their community. And, and that's huge. I mean, it, I think, um, you know, what that, that brings to mind is that you need to know and understand uh, the Web3 crypto, you know, NFT world to do those things. Um, but I mean, from what it also sounds like is they started from not knowing, you know, and, and really just using the money that was made to, to, you know, go with the flow and, and create something, you know, they, they started with that originality, but create something, you know, that was different and something that can be uh, big and, and bigger, you know, low stuff. And for all my listeners, where you are a creative, whether you are an entrepreneur or a mixture of the both, take this down to be successful in this space. Sure. It takes creativity, right? But it's more than that. You need to have creativity mixed with strong business fundamentals. The yeah. reason why a lot of these projects have been failing, why everything's been going up in flames, is because the business foundation was not there. Right. So in this case, I really want you guys to take note of the fact that, one, even though we're in a recession, this is the perfect time to be building up your business. Because if you have something that is truly valuable, that solves a need, that is having some kind of positive impact in the world, it yep. will be successful as long as you support it with good fundamentals. Yep. You can also get the bag during this time. Right? Once again, it's not a drought, baby. It's they got seven mils. They got seven mil. They got six mil in sales. Plus another seven million investment. Yeah, you you can get bread. Hey, you just and, and really make your project dope. Yep. And finally, the last thing I'll say is, when you're looking at your blockchain that you want to work on. So earlier we talked about one of the factors being environmental impact, right? Yep. Another thing is, what does that ecosystem have? What does that blockchain have within their ecosystem to support you? Yeah. One of the investors for this project was Solana Ventures. Solana has their own venture capital firm. We have the biggest NFT marketplace on the Solana network investing as well. So yep. see what it, that's on Ethereum, Cardano, Polygon, whatever. See what opportunities they have to really support the creators on their network. Because right now, it's a battle of who's going to be the number one blockchain. Yep. And with that, you can position yourself to really grow as long as you have the right partners. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. And also, what, what I'll add to that, look up tokenomics. Look up what that is. You know, that that's, you know, that's that's something that, that they leveraged. Figure that out, you know, get creative and, and figure out how you can can you know weave that into what you're doing into your business and into your your roadmap um Excellent. man that was that was great that's whew. 
I need that bag like that, my boy. I need that like yesterday. I need it like man, you like yesteryear. I need it. I need it for sure. Mm. For sure. Well, uh, you know, I think with that, man, um, I know I said I wasn't gonna do a quick take today, but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm gonna do it anyway. Go ahead. I'm gonna do it anyway. I'm playing it earlier, like man. Oh. Oh, feel like hey, no, 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 no. you ain't gotta do that. You ain't gotta do that. You ain't gotta do all that. You ain't gotta do all that. Look, we gonna do a quick take for y'all today, man. And and I was inspired because we had a conversation earlier uh, on Twitter Spaces. Mm-hmm. Uh, if if y'all weren't there for the conversation today, it was a good one. Um, I, I believe we're gonna do it again next week, uh, if not next week, the week after that. Uh, we spoke with Zeus Deuce, which is one of our uh, creative partners. Uh, and, you know, he, he basically brought us on to Twitter spaces just to talk about NFTs, Web3. Yeah. He is a Matsuana artist. If you don't know what that is, uh, it is an artist from Botswana, um, which is in Southern Africa. And we've been working with him on uh, launching his NFT project, uh, the, the the first, which will be dropped on September 30th, the, the Coatsy uh, NFT drop for his single. And wow. man, fire. We look, we we got a first listen today. Man, hey, look. That boy my, good. He, he got some balls. He, he, ish. yeah. He was but, rubbing, which I didn't even know what he said, but it was fire. No clue. No clue. But I knew it was something. I knew it was some cold. I ain't gonna lie to you. I knew I was. I was in the cozy. You know, I was in the look. Back fuego, man. <laughs> so, um, but you know, one of the questions that he asked about is, what does this Web three NFT world? What does that mean for creators? Right? What is it? What does that mean for the the? Uh, you know, as creators, if you're looking at it. You know, what does that mean for you? How how do you, how should you be looking at it? What's so good about it, right? Like, I'm sure a lot of people is asking that question. What's so good about this, this NFT Web3 thing? Um, and so I, I wanted to talk a little bit about that, right? So there was an article that I was reading um, where it highlighted an artist by the name of Tycho. Um, the, the the guy's name is, is Scott Hansen. He his he goes by Tycho. He's a EDM artist, um, but he is big into Web three. He got in early. Um, you know he he man he's at a wallet since 2011. Um, didn't get in that early, but in 2016 bought Ethereum and was like, hey, I'm gonna just hold and I'm gonna see where this goes. He's still holding to this day, and I'm sure he is happy about that, <laughs> right? Um, and he had a, he had an interesting quote. He said, Bitcoin is old school, but Ethereum, this thing's cool. Mamadou, you said earlier, you're, you're a believer in Ethereum. You you think it's a good thing. Um, but you know, for him, what he's really seeing in terms of the benefit is the community aspect of it. The fact that he, as somebody who understands web three NFTs, um, you know, he's started a community, you know, that includes um, 
virtual FX artists, musicians, other graphic designers, right? Um, where he is helping them to, to get into this, this Web3 world um, and creating a, a community and a, a platform for them to um, take advantage of, of this new world, right? Um, and, and it's not just him. Uh, there's another music producer, Ill Mind. He has an NFT, NFT community called Squad of Nights where he's offering in real life perks, right? So you can um, use recording studio for, for space and uh, set up collab opportunities. Like there are things that they're very, you know, interesting and interesting and, and innovative things that they're doing with Web3 in this community. But the big thing, man, the big thing um, that he talked about really was taking out the middleman. That's the crazy part, right? Right now, social media is the middleman when it comes to music, right? They control uh, an artist's ability to reach their audience, right? And not only that, they hold that data, right? You can you can extract some of that data, of course, right? They, they have some, some visualizations for you, but that's hidden behind a wall, which a lot of times you have to pay to, to get behind, right? Um, and so when it comes to Web3, we've, you know, we're scratching the surface. We, we don't necessarily know what that really looks like just yet, right? We don't know what a Web3 social media platform, like there are some out there, um, but we're, we're still scratching the surface. But, you know, taking out that, that middleman is, is going to be huge. Um, and so there, there's another quote that he has. What is interesting to me about the Web3 space and leveraging Web3 to this end is with Patreon, you're just creating a login. He goes on, he talks a little bit more about, you know, with his open source community, he grants holders access to things like listening parties and live streams and the artist owns that data, right? Yes. So you taking that power from social media and you've given it back to the artist yourself, right? And and that's huge. And I think what Scott Hansen, what Tycho is doing is is um, a model for leaders in you know different artistic communities to follow. Be that leader. Work to understand the technology, and then on top of that, work to bring your other artists, uh, other people within your artist community, bring them into the fold, right? Um, and, and that just, man, it, it elevates um, what artists can do, that that takes it to another level, um, how they can interact with their audience. Uh, it's it's going to be huge. It's going to be different. And it's, it's still, it's nascent, man. We're at the beginning stages. So, you know, it Things are going to look different in the future, right? And and you have the the decision to make, right? Do you want to be on the the back end of it? Do you want other people to decide how this looks, or do you want to be a part of it? Do you want to be on the forefront? Do you want to be the artist that was able to leverage this technology early on and figure out how to use it and set the standard for the use of this technology? And you know, it's crazy. Um, I feel like we come in full circle because what he was saying, that sounds like my space to me. You know what I'm saying? An uh, artist is able to truly control his data. 
Man, it, it sounds like we're going to be coming full circle. So uh, I'm going to have to get Tom on the phone and, and you know, figure something out for, for y'all. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, be on the lookout. Uh, Tom, if you if you see this, hit me up. We got some ideas. MySpace, Timbuktu collab coming soon. Uh, but that's all I have for the quick take today. Uh, I'm going to pass it back to you, Mama Duda, to take us into the market. Most definitely. I appreciate that quick take, brother. Yes, sir. So in terms of the market, so as you know, we do that. We do a weekly update in terms of how the overall NFT market is performing. Because the NFT market gives a great indication of how the entire space is moving as a whole. So, you know, as we know, last week we saw like major declines by by upwards of like fifty to sixty percent in terms of like volume and transaction value. So this week we we see something a bit different, right? So total sales only went by, went down by half a percentage point. By like what point fifty four percent as mm-hmm. a tip. However, and you know, real quick, it went down to like a total of sixty three thousand one hundred forty six transactions as of this call, right? But in terms of sales volume, sales value, the moolah, the dollar, yeah, we yeah. Saw the increase of wait for it. Three hundred thirty-one point eighty-five percent value of one hundred eighty-two of over one hundred eighty-two million. Ooh, that sounds like that eight rap money. That's, that's how hey, they yeah. step in. And when we when we think about what we discussed this week, I mean today with the Utes, yep, the Utes bag going dropping this week, and just yep. everything else that is. One of the main reasons why we've seen this huge uptick in terms of the transaction volume. So, mm-hmm. once again, as we said since episode one, this is a very fast paced and volatile space, right? Like, just because it may be a decline in the short term doesn't mean that also in the short term it can't quickly rebound. Right. Now, now that's not to say that we aren't the recession's over, we're still definitely in one. And it's still critical that people who are interested in getting into the space, that you're making projects that are truly value-driven and are grounded by great business fundamentals. But yeah, that's what that's my take, man, for the market. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Man, that's that's great. We listen, it's it's volatile it's it's scary it's exciting it's all the things man so appreciate you for for giving us the, the market update um you know I, I think that's that's interesting to see week by week like you know last week we was like it's not looking it's not looking too pretty and then a week later it's like it's we made it. <laughs> for sure yeah most definitely Man, I'm I'm feeling inspired though to give some free games close close us out, man. What, what we got? What we got free game, free game by the by, by the magnetic mama do magnetic baby. Yes, sir. Oh. Get the people what they want, man. Like when it comes to this space, stop being afraid and stop 
being pessimistic about the space, right? I'll say this. You'll hear, and I love all these people too, you hear great influential investors such as like the Warren Buffetts and the Charles Munger who watch, who run Berkshire Hathaway. Kevin O'Leary was like this too. Oh, Bitcoin, that's like it's not valuable. We, I wouldn't really pay for it. But guess what? They have it in their portfolios. Kevin O'Leary himself went from being like a crypto basher, if you will, to he's a huge crypto proponent, right? Wow. We're seeing government, we're seeing corporations, major corporations, we're seeing all types of major players putting in money, putting in investments, seeing yeah. ways which they can adopt this technology so it can be used by the masses. Yeah. This is the time to learn what you can and see how can all of this space, all this technology benefit what you have going on. Do not be a naysayer. I saw this clip a couple of weeks ago, it was like, um, what's his name? What's his name? I think it was like a Larry King show. It was an old clip for like back in the day when the internet first started popping, like mm -hmm. early 2000s, late 90s. Mm -hmm. And you have Bill Gates, and he's just explaining the concept of the internet and how like Larry King is kind of like looking at him like, okay, like that doesn't sound right. <laughs> like laughing to like, really, what's the value in that? Right. But where are we at today? Everybody uses the internet. If you yeah. are not in a location that has Wi-Fi and you can't connect to Google or whoever, you're going to lose your mind. Right, it's, right. It is prevalent everywhere. Yeah. See, see this? I believe this, this space will be the same. I could be wrong, but that doesn't mean don't take the time to learn. That's why we're bringing you this weekly show. Every week, we will not miss a Thursday. Every week, we ain't missing Thursdays. Not missing Thursday. We want you all to learn with us, to grow with us, and to really take this and you know use it to your benefit. And if let's say the space does collapse and it is nothing comes of it, okay, at least you was a part of something great. So that's right. just the game for today, man. Definitely take the time to yeah. learn. We're, every week we're going to be here to like help make things more simplified. We're here for the culture, and yes. we love you all. So that's my and quick you. And you heard it here first. Don't be pessimistic, right? Don't be out here pestering around because coaches <laughs> just stepped on. Don't be pessimistic. Absolutely. Yes, you got to pick up. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be pestering around. No, that was great. That was great. Free game for the folk. Free game. Well, I, I think, my dude, I, I think that's it, man. I, I think that's uh, that's this week's episode. Most definitely. We appreciate you all. We hope you all got some value from this. And remember, the talk is different. The talk is different. <laughs>